The Insurance Coffee House is hosted by Insurance Search. Insurance Search provides executive recruitment services to insurance companies, brokers, and insurtechs in the UK and across the United States, attracting and retaining the most successful leaders to your insurance business. To find out more, visit insurance-search.com. The Insurance Coffee House, the place where you get to meet and be inspired by the most successful insurance business leaders from across the world. Hosted by Nick Hoadley, CEO of Insurance Search. Welcome to the Insurance Coffee House. Today, I'm really happy to be joined by Amanda Vandelay. Amanda is the Vice President of Talent and Culture, James Murphy. And Amanda joins me from Walkie, Iowa this morning. Welcome to the show, Amanda. Good morning, Nick. Great to be with you this morning. Thank you for having me. Amanda, it's great to have you on the show. Really looking forward to hearing about your career and some of the great things happening there at Holmes Murphy. We did have Dan Keogh, the CEO of the company, on probably two and a half years ago. So it'd be great to see how the business has developed from then and particularly around the people and culture side of things as well. Amanda, before we get into that, though, as we are in the insurance coffee house this morning, I've got my strong black coffee here. What's your go-to coffee of choice today? I hope it's not too disappointing to hear, but I am an avid tea drinker, actually. So I have my green tea in front of me, but I think I'm caffeinated enough for this morning. We couldn't persuade you onto the breakfast tea during your time over in the I, UK. I know you studied over here. I will indulge in a breakfast tea every once in a while as well. We certainly don't discriminate on this podcast. So very, very welcome. Amanda, would you mind sharing with our listeners a little bit more about your career journey, particularly the journey that you've had there at Holmes Murphy, how that started and how that journey has been across that time? My journey may be a little bit more simple than some, but I think still has a story to it. So I was fortunate to have a internship in the industry prior to joining Holmes Murphy, but really from college and that internship experience came directly to Holmes Murphy. I'll date myself. It's been a couple of decades now. I think the story behind that is, is I was third person to join what was then HR, now talent and culture team within Holmes Murphy. But we've just experienced extraordinary growth through that time. Uh, we're now a team of 14 and growing, but then our capabilities have also expanded pretty significantly with that too. I think the story could be around that. There's constant challenge and growth and opportunity here. And I think my story is just a testament to that. Absolutely. And I think certainly across the leaders that we work with, leaders are looking for opportunity to progress themselves, to progress their careers. And if you're at a really great growing company like Holmes Murphy and you're very well looked after and there's a great culture there, those challenges, those opportunities can be there within that organization. So I never feel when we speak to candidates or leaders, if they're long tenured in one company, I don't think they're not pushing themselves. I just think that they're getting that great opportunity where they are. In terms of your current role there now, so you're the VP of talent and culture. What does that encompass there at Holmes Murphy? We encompass and kind of care for all stages of the employee life cycle really from hire to that separation and all of the things in between. Obviously, that world has changed quite dramatically for all of us in the past two and a half to three years. So I think to your earlier comment around challenge and growth, I mean, that's never been more true than the past two to three years and just in our roles, having to continue to reinvent 
what we do and, and how we do it. The really nice thing about our positioning at Holmes Murphy is we take a holistic view of the employee experience. So I'm joined by our growth and development director and our chief diversity officer. And we're kind of the trifecta around caring for that employee experience holistically. And the way that you structure things there, you know, rather than having some companies for sure, that's more of a tick box exercise for them. But it sounds like you really made an investment in those two areas as part of the overall talent and culture function of the business. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think there's a lot of value in working kind of that holistically rather in silos. And we even try to take it one step further. If you think about your technology and your marketing and your communications, all of that ultimately impacts your experience as well. So that is another layer where we're really trying to break down the silos and work holistically to caring for the employees in every step of their journey. So a lot of energy around that. And I think a lot of power to come from our care for employees through that as well. I love to see that. I think also marketing is a very important aspect with HR and around the talent acquisition side of things. And one thing we certainly learned from doing these podcasts is that having a marketing team and a talent acquisition strategy, departments working together can really help attract new people into an organization. Thank you for that. Amanda, in terms of Holmes Murphy as an organization, would you mind giving me sort of an overview, an executive overview of the business where you are in terms of the moment, maybe some of the services that you have there, maybe a number of employees and different markets that you work in. We are approximately 280 million revenue insurance brokerage. You mentioned earlier based in Waukee, Iowa, with locations that really span the footprint of the Midwest from Minneapolis to Dallas to Chicago over to Denver with a Southwest presence and then also the Cayman Islands uh, recently coming on board as well. So first international step there as far as office mm -hmm. locations and employee base. We're approximately 1,100 employees currently and growing. So if I were to capture just kind of the current state of the organization, I'd say growing, thriving, and super optimistic about the future. We've all come through this two and a half, three years, probably with some cautious optimism. We've been able to maintain a lot of stability through that, not only for clients, but also for employees. And, and coming through that, I think our energy and optimism about our potential has never been higher. Uh, celebrated 90th year last year of our private ownership. So just a lot of momentum around even that longevity of an organization and some of the things that have been um, core foundation of who we were then but who we continue to be. And those things have really grown with us and served us well through the years. Thank you, Amanda. I know the business is growing and it's a very dynamic organization to be part of. I think the privately held ownership of a company that side is very appealing and very attractive. You've got a lot of long tenured employees there. There is a great culture that you built there. A lot of people stay with the company for a long time. What would you put that down to? What's the key there to the culture that you've built there? It's a great question. So and even something that we've spent some time over the years trying to put words to. So we've heard from external people, clients, candidates, as they come into our doors saying, there's just something intangible that feels different when you come into your environment. And so mm. we've really spent some time trying to correlate, like, what's that intangible to words so that we can sell it? candidates, mm. our next talent. And I think a lot of it, as you mentioned earlier, comes down to some of our core purpose really hinges around care and elevating individuals' unique potential. And that is both for employees, but also for our clients and then the communities that we serve. So we really try to take 
a well-rounded approach in that first, recognizing that we're people and we're humans first and we bring our whole selves to work. How do we care for that? And then how do we provide opportunities in a growing organization for people really to accelerate and to leverage their strengths? I really like that phrase that you use there, caring for an individual's unique potential. I think that's fantastic. And from an employee perspective, employees who do want to challenge themselves, that they do want to reach their unique potential in whatever way that might be, it's different for everybody. How have you gone around developing that? Presumably you have some initiatives around that to focus on an individual's unique potential and how you can develop that further. I do believe that a lot of our culture and environment and how we make decisions really starts with our executive leadership team. So not only is it how they lead, but it's the expectation of all of our leaders to really be leading out in in that way. So, you know, one of the things I mentioned was really around the investment in development. And again, never has it been more true, I believe, than in coming through the past three years and people doing a lot of self-reflection around their purpose, around where they want to spend time, energy, and talents. And so really just doubling down our efforts to not only create opportunity and being clear about career pathing and where an individual could go, but then what is the development to support that? So that's really from a current employee perspective. I would also say we're super passionate about building the next generation for the insurance industry. We have a long tenured internship program. We have a college graduate development program and recently started our high school program. So what I love about that is our leadership really has taken the broad view of, yes, that benefits Holmes Murphy and our future talent uh, bench and perpetuation. But ultimately, if we can create exposure for the industry in total, we're all better off. And so it's really a lot of energy goes into that, a lot of time investment, but we see a lot of return on that investments in those development programs. Not only attracting people into the industry, whether that's through those internships or placements after college, but then really develop those unique talents further, giving people the best opportunity to make a success of their careers. You're obviously very heavily linked with broker tech ventures, other initiatives on the technology side of things. Do you think that sort of forward thinking, innovative part of the business as well helps to attract individuals, help attract the next generation who traditionally would maybe not find an insurance agency and insurance brokerage a particularly sexy career? Absolutely. I think that growth mindset also comes along with our kind of abundance mindset. And to borrow from Simon Sinek, we really hinged ourselves on the infinite game and thinking about the big picture and playing the long game. So I think especially the next generation is looking mm -hmm. for more than a job, more than a place to come to work every day, but really how are we adding value and creating a better, bigger impact in just the day-to-day -day big job, which is absolutely there, but it is about communities and it is about living out values and purpose and that bigger picture. So I definitely think growth and innovation provides opportunities that are unique um, to Holmes Murphy. Thank you, Amanda. I know it's very important, the collaboration and bringing people together, building a real sort of community culture there as an organization. Would you mind sharing a little bit more about that and how that links with the overall cultural and people strategy at Holmes Murphy. 
I had mentioned kind of that intangible that we talked about mm-hmm. in the environments. And we really believe both now and on an ongoing basis in the power of our people being together to build mm-hmm. connection and community. And obviously that has taken a little bit different look and feel through the past three years, but at the root of it, our people are our greatest assets. And so we do have a large focus on building intentional connections of having our people together in person. That being said, we also have a strong investment in our environments and the places that we create for people to come, right? If we want people to be together in person and create intentional connection, we also have to have an inner or an environment that creates high energy and collaboration and ability to form those connections. So we have high energy around that high investment, but we also think that that could be a competitive advantage for us also in this ever-changing world. The world we're in is ever-changing at the moment. I think certainly two years ago, sort of straight towards the tail end of the pandemic, a lot of people were looking for remote working opportunities. They were looking to be based from home, they could see the benefits that they were getting from that. But I think now a lot of people's attitudes have changed and they want to be more office-based. They like the collaboration. And I certainly think it really fits with your mantra of trying to maximize someone's potential because by having a collaborative environment, allowing people to learn from each other, having those water cooler conversations, being able to grab someone for five minutes, I think that really shows that you value that. And I think some firms they struggle when that's completely remote and they say look we're looking to develop people but we're leaving you all at home and we're trying our best to do that virtually and i think it actually really says a lot about the culture that you value that interaction it's all a journey like you said right we've all been in different phases and stages of that i think we'll continue to kind of evolve into the next normal but for us again it's just that heavy focus and energy that like you said, we can't replace everything over Zoom. We learned some really great things during COVID and some things we carry on and some things we just need to perpetuate in person to grow individuals, both in community, but also for their individual growth. Brings us nicely onto the espresso round now, Amanda, where the questions are short, sharp and to the point. So you've got your green tea there. You ready for the espresso round? I think so. The espresso round. Amanda, what would be the one recommendation you would have for senior leaders, executives coming in to interview there at Holmes Murphy? I'll lean a little bit. I heard Dan, I don't even know if he remembers he said this or not, but more recently we were in a presentation with one of our intern groups and he used this quote that said, we want the great ones. And it just kind of stuck with me. And I think that really is reflective of the talent that we seek and that we need on our bench. We need the game changers. We need the innovators. We need people who will come in with new thoughts and ideas and concepts, challenge the status quo. So I think that has served us really well is continuing to elevate the bar, raise the bar and innovate. So that would be my short answer. So when someone comes in to interview for you, that it would be about displaying that innovation, showing that track record of expertise and really trying to change the game rather than that safe, that sort of continued version of either leadership or technical aspects. It's really about demonstrating that you're going to be a dynamic growth leader for the future of the business. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we've never been better positioned 
for that also. So if you think about where we've been, also where we're going, I would say we've never been positioned and in need of that talent mm. and that thinking, that critical thinking, innovative thinking to really yeah. take us to the next level. I imagine across your career there at Hayes Murphy over that 20 years, you've sat in a lot of interviews. What would you say is the most memorable moment that you've witnessed from that time? Early in my careers, I just reflect back. I did uh, was mostly responsible for all of our campus intern, next generation talent um, interviewing. So if I reflect back on my career and in intersections of interviewing and introducing talent to the organization, I think that's been some of the most impactful. And just realizing now and seeing the investment of the time and energy that we have at that stage of somebody's life to now we actually have people that are 20-year employees here. And so that's just kind of a proud moment of thinking about creating meaningful intersections, creating opportunity for individuals about something they maybe never even imagined, to your point around the insurance industry, and now seeing them thriving and successful. I imagine that's so memorable, actually, thinking back to those groups of interns and seeing where they are today and the opportunity that they've had but also the opportunity that they've taken for themselves and the success they've had in their careers there yeah yeah exactly right and you just hit on something that reciprocal relationships so we talk a lot about opportunity but we believe mm. it's the individual's opportunity and responsibility to engage and embrace that also so that absolutely yeah. is how that internship and really all facets of the kind of the employment journey for us works is we set the foundation and it's yours to engage There'll be a lot of HR executives, a lot of people and talent leaders listening to the podcast today. If you had one piece of advice for them on how to hire the best talent, what would that piece of advice be? You know, it's a good question. One that we continue to spend time on as well. I think something that's really important for us is that our outside matches our inside. So we are active in communities. We have a strong brand and marketing presence that we continue to evolve. We think we have a strong message and story and value prop, and we sell that very strongly for all facets of the journey, whether you're just starting out or you're tenured, independent, privately held organization. We believe that we we have a lot to sell there. But one of our focus areas is to continue to make sure that that experience then matches what we've sold on the outside. And so kind of a hyper focus on that. It's one thing to attract and recruit the talent, which we all know is a challenge right now. And that equal balance on engaging the talent and making sure that the experience is everything that we promised it it would be. I think that's so important. And it's great to see that you're looking at it from both facets. We certainly work with companies where we're having initial meetings around hiring particular roles and we find out a lot of great information about a company and the culture becomes a really intriguing opportunity and and something that we certainly want to share with the candidates involved but there's no publicity of that there's very little about that on their website or there's very little around that on their marketing so actually the wider insurance community those that talent that they're looking to get in front of aren't aware of that culture or those community initiatives and things like that so i think that's really really important but then, like you say, on the flip side as well, it's also essential that you live and breathe what you talk about. And I know Holmes Murphy do that really well. The other thing I was thinking about is, uh, as we were talking, is I think there's a lot of potential for us to build talent together for the, for the future. So mm. oftentimes, right, we're independently going 
to campuses or going to opportunities to attract talent. And as you know, we have a talent shortage in the industry in total. And so just thinking through ways in which we can collaborate, connect, and actually build together that mm-hmm. talent pipeline for the future, I think is that we're at a critical point for that as well. Certainly initiatives like this, podcasts, all facets of marketing. It's not only brand of the business and the value proposition, but getting across that employer value proposition to the insurance world and the insurance market there. Final question in the espresso round, Amanda. Is there a piece of technology, program, tool that you use there that's been really beneficial in helping you with your talent acquisition process there? Yeah, so we have evolved, I would say, some of that over the past years. And that really is an effort to connect with the talent at the right places in the right times. So as an example, text recruiting, video recruiting, interviewing, scheduling tools, those types of things, uh, we continue to implement. If you think about college students as one example of that, or really any working professional Time is of the essence. And so the quicker and the faster the speed of that mm-hmm. communication and the interaction, the better off we're going to be and the more successful we're going to be. So I would say outside of some of the core technologies that many use in the recruiting space, continuing to evolve our communication and increasing speed of that has been important for us. It's so important because I think it allows for the whole entire process to be speedy, to go with momentum and for that process to be concise but then that allows you more time in the interviews themselves in the discussions to really dig deep into a person's background and for you to show the opportunity but i think by then streamlining all the areas that can be streamlined allows for that more personable approach and allows you to find out more about them and for them to find out about you i think that's really really great advice there actually amanda we're almost at the end of our time together in the insurance coffee house certainly flown by Before we go, though, do you have one piece of closing advice for our listeners? And if there's someone out there listening today who's considering maybe a move at the moment or they're considering Holmes Murphy, what would be the thing that you would say to them? Our value proposition for the experience is really love what you do and who you do it with. You might have heard that from Dan when he was on a few years ago, but it's really resonated and is in the fabric of who we are. And so I would say if you're looking for an organization where it is about insurance and serving the clients and elevating their unique potential, it is as much around how we build connections and build community with each other and really love what we do and, and who we do it with each and every day. It's so important, for, particularly for any insurance professionals who might have their own book of clients they've built up over a long period of time, You know, great relationships with their clients. And they want to know that not only their customers, their clients are going to be looked after, but to take that extra step and to really elevate and help those companies and those clients elevate themselves that unique elevation there so i think that's absolutely fantastic advice and a great endorsement for Holmes murphy and people who are looking towards you for opportunities there amanda thank you so much for your time today it's been a real pleasure to have you on the show we've learned a lot it's been great to hear about the culture there at Holmes murphy thank you for your time today yeah thank you for having me thank you for listening to the insurance coffee house with nick hoadley Join us next time for another episode packed with insights and advice for senior leaders, C-suite executives, and ambitious insurance professionals. Stream all episodes at insurance-search.com.